Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I want us to look at, if you will with me, the 13th chapter of the Epistle of Paul to the Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13 and verses 7 and 8. Hebrews 13 verses 7 and 8 and then locate if you will um, Hebrews, Hebrews 2 verses 3 and 4. And when you get there say Amen. All right, we'll read together in uh, Hebrews 13, uh, verses 7 and 8. Ready? Go. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, Jesus Christ the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And then Hebrews 2, verses 3 and 4. Ready? Go. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Hold the Bible above your head, please. And with me all over the world. This is the word of God. God. Let's shout like an army. This is the word of God. God. Not an opinion. Not not tradition. Not not subject to debate. He is, he is alive. God said, God said I, believe, I believe, and that settles it. That settles it. I, am I am who he says I am. I have by grace what he says I have. And I can do by faith what he said I can do. I believe that God has brought a specific word for me today for me for this hour for this generation what I hear and I receive now will change my life forever if you believe it set the Bible down and act like it come on come on Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. Give someone a high five. Say anything is liable to happen here tonight.
When we speak about our beloved Lord, our gracious and merciful and loving also, almighty heavenly Father, we must remember always that being omnipresent or being everywhere is very pertinent to where we are. Meaning that God is not with us as a spectator. Thank you for your enthusiasm over here. He's never absent. He is not subject to the analysis of the human as to whether or not we think he's doing something because we see it. His activity, his life, his presence, and his power is in us, upon us, through Christ Jesus. If you're, if you're saved, child, yes. He's in our heart. He's in our mouth. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're overflowing with the reality of the never failing God. When you doubt, you're not doubting God. You're doubting because you forgot that you're not the performer. You need to remember, lean on his everlasting arms. He's going to take care of his church in this hour. He's going to raise up men and women of miracle working power. Hallelujah. And, and it's very important. I know it sounds a little basic. Can I talk to you a little bit? Oh, I don't know. Can I talk to you a little bit? It sounds a little basic when you talk about God is everywhere. But ironically, for the most part, in doctrine, in denominations, in religions, etc., human beings are taught that this world is too natural, too carnal, too substandard for the real presence of God Himself. They're taught, unfortunately, not here. But if you've ever had that in the back of your mind, it's not going to be there anymore. Thank you very much. Because you, we don't, that's why we said we're standing on holy ground. We don't say we're standing on a cursed earth because God blessed you to stand on where you stand. You bless the ground. And, and so, actually, people are taught. They're taught 
and they believe in their doctrinal bylaws multitudes of denominations and groups believe that God who created everything the heavens and the earth is outside of his creation because by coming into listen to me can I inspect your Christianity today because I know some of you are going to try to inspect mine but I've been doing this for almost 45 years today there's not a disease there's not an affliction there's not an addiction and there's not a bondage there's not a sin there's not an enemy there's not a devil and there's not a power that can stop the gospel from performing the will of God in your life and lift you up to a level the likes of which you have never seen before God is going to manifest his goodness in your life If you believe it, shout. Shout right. Amen. Shout right. You know, I'm like, shout. Now, not just woo. Shout. Ah, Shout right. No, no. Because here's what people are taught. Well, God is omnipresent. By his knowledge, because he knows everything. So, you know, when we're taught our Father which art in heaven, we think that that means he art not be on earth. We think that Jesus just vacated 2,000 years ago. And, and when the power hits, somebody said, Woo, God just showed up. What are you talking about? What are you talking What are you talking about? He's there right now. Get up out of that thing. Get that thing off of you. Break the power of that thing off your life. So the Lord, the Lord said, tonight, today, he's going to release a beginning of a greater level of understanding regarding his presence. Because listen to me. The Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, present after or because of the victory of Christ Jesus through the cross. How many believe you're saved? And so he shed on us that which you now hear and see, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, whom the Apostle Paul said, now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord, now the Almighty Lord. Now the Lord whose arm is not short. Now the Lord who does not know the meaning of impossible. Now the Lord who is the good shepherd. Now the Lord who is your healer. Now the Lord who is your provider. I'm going to stop till somebody shouts. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit is, there is liberty. Well, well, man of God, how come, how come we go places and we see no freedom? We see addiction. We see depravity. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you go to churches and you see the same thing. 
doesn't mean God is absent. It means that somebody that was given a free will by God refuses to rejoice about the power of the present one who's here to help us. But start praising him. Start thanking him. Come on. reconciliation in your life, in your walk. Hallelujah. So, so again, he's here. Someone says, well, Dr. Fush, I know he's here. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I know how to use my heavenly language or, or I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I haven't yet gotten, yet, yet, but that's why I'm here. I'm here today with a word from God and I must be obedient to him. There is more to his presence than, than generating a shout. There is more to his presence than generating a goosebump. There is more to his presence than generating a style. He's got enough in his presence to eradicate affliction, eradicate sickness, eradicate disease, eradicate weakness, eradicate the dominion of sin. And impart to you something that will make you walk like a chosen elect son or daughter of Almighty God. Full of the authority and the ability of God in this hour. My God. You may be seated. And so how many of us are believers here? You believe in the Lord. How many believe the Bible is the inspired word of God? Wave at me. So, so just, just a little bit in the word of God. We don't have to really drive the point home. I do have to drive something home in your life by the grace of God. And that is, this is not it. This is not all. You have not been there. You have not done that. You have not bought the t-shirt. None of us have. We're being called to another level. This world needs a generation of men and women that know how to stand up and shine. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You're a city built on a hill. Mama, mama, mama. You're a city built on a hill. I'm going to stop and tell you something. This is not a theory. This is not a theory. We have seen God put new ligaments in people's knees. We have seen God uh, uh, lengthen 
legs to the tune of six and eight inches. We've seen people go from a degenerated bone disease and instantly be made whole. We've seen cancers dissolved. We've seen lives extended. We've seen the dead raised. And we are not going to stop in this hour of hiccup in this planet and apologize for the faith that overcomes the world. Stay on your feet for a minute because I sense this. I want every one of you. How many of you are are, are, are family here? Yes. Can I talk to you a little bit? Yes. Friend of mine, uh, a minister. He's, uh, he's in his 80s now, late 80s. He's been ministering for a long, long time. Many of you know him, but I'm not going to name names. His wife is a preacher also. And we were in a crusade in, on the island, and people were, were just, by the power of God, we rented, um, this was about probably, I would say about 15, 17 years ago, whenever we did a, had him do the program. This is what I want to show you, because people think this is emotionalism. In the middle of my message, a, um, a Samoan man, just walked through the center aisle with his fists, you were there, with his fists clenched and he started walking up the center aisle up at me and people were, were panicking but the spirit of God was on me and I knew, I knew something was going on. He got about right where you are. Step one step closer, one more. He got about right there and I said, what do you want? Just like that. Because I'm in the authority. I'm not yelling at the man. And I did. And, and my team will tell you, Dr. Robin was there. And, and um, um, I said, what do you want? No answer. I said, what do you want? No answer. And I heard from back there um, a voice. It was his family. And said, he can't walk and he can't talk. Am I telling the truth? He can't walk and he can't talk. I said, oh, he can't walk and he can't talk. So I said, hallelujah. He said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. He said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. He said, hallelujah. touched him. God is with you. His presence is on your life. And Sister Avanzini fell down slain in the spirit on her face. Nobody caught her. Said all of her life she had never seen anything like that but she had been waiting to see the kind of miracles she saw in that meeting. You're not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. You are more than a conqueror to Christ. Should I stop? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Now, I didn't intend to go to that, but that's a good miracle, isn't it? So if you notice the man, in, while he's right where he's, I could see the walker. He, right where he was at, he felt, and he acted on what the Lord was giving him. And the word, of course, is the, the word of God imparting what? Faith. Shout that word. Faith. Faith is a spirit. <laughs> the spirit of faith, hallelujah, that we have. I believe and that is why I have spoken. We also believe and that is why we speak. Glory to God. God. God fills you with the spirit. He doesn't fill you with the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. Faith is a spirit. Faith is not a subject. And neither is faith a camp. How many of us will agree that when, how many are going to heaven? Not tonight, but unless you're caught up, but you're going to heaven. How many plan to go to heaven? Let me see your hand. How many know that you will not take into heaven your opinions? Stuff be happening. Amen. You get caught up. You know, all of a sudden you're, you're in agreement with everything God says. Well, don't wait to get to heaven to get rid of your opinion. And so the apostle Paul, whom I believe to be the inspired writer to the Hebrews, um, in verses 7 and 8. It says, remember them that had the rule or the oversight over you, uh, which have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. In other words, they spoke unto you the word of God. That's what the word of God was. Hallelujah. That man didn't need an interpretation. Spoken to you the word of God. We're preaching the word of God here. And whose faith follow, doing what? Considering the end of their conversation or the outcome of their talk. Notice the outcome of the talk should never be close the book and walk. Sometimes the Lord directs us to do that and come back another day. But when that becomes the habit of the ministry, there is a follow-up missing. Amen. I'm not going to answer everybody's thoughts. I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm not going to answer that. So people say, well, when you have the word, you don't need a miracle. The word is the miracle. The word is never powerless. When the word says be, you become. When the word says see, you see. When the word says, my God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, come, come.
Not tomorrow, not next week, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Now notice, considering the outcome or consider the end of their conversation, which is what? Jesus Christ Christ different today. Jesus Christ different today. Doesn't do that anymore today. We don't believe that in our church today. No. Consider the outcome of their talk or speech or teaching or their faith. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no such thing as a different Christ in the book of Acts and a different Christ in your life today. The miracle worker is in the house. Your shepherd is here. Glory be to God. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. My God, my God, my God. There's an outcome in your life right now. There's a happening in your life right now. Praise God. Are you you with me? The Lord is here. The Lord is here. He's with us. Almighty, ready to answer prayers and answering prayers and requests and performing confessions and decrees and backing up the gospel with signs accompanying. Whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conversation? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today. And forever. How many of us are glad about the Lord? All right, let me teach you a little bit. You may be seated. In the um, second um, chapter of Hebrews, the um, writer to the Hebrews says, How shall we escape if we neglect? so great a salvation. If you notice, the epistles are written to believers. How many of us are believers? How many are believers? We're all, we're all believers in the Lord and in his never failing, um, um, willingness to perform his promises. His covenant with us is an alliance. That's what a covenant is, more than a contract. And um, so since he's writing to believers, in this case, Hebrew believers, how many know that you're Hebrew also through Christ? I'm going to leave that alone for a minute. How many believe what I say unto one, I say unto all?
So if it was impossible to neglect provision, if it was impossible for us to to neglect what is supplied, he wouldn't have told us not to neglect. So great a salvation. Don't, don't allow anyone to rob that word of the fullness of its power. Salvation. Saved. Healed. Blessed. Sanctified. Hallelujah. Protected. Preserved. Rescued. Hallelujah. It's all inclusive. Means I started something in you will not stop. I'm, I'm going to work in your life and lift you, help you, bless you, comfort you, use you. Oh, come on. Some of you can already walk, but you still won't shout. See, that woman, the relative said, he can't walk and he can't talk. But she just saw him walk. Nonsense. Nonsense. I'm shouting on the inside. I don't know what's going on on the inside and don't lie about that to God. If you have a shout in you, it'll show in your face. Amen. All right, you may be seated. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at first began to be spoken to us by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? All right, now their confirmation was not just simply a word, was it? It was the word. And then God bearing them witness with with signs and wonders and diverse or different miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. It is the will of God to bear witness to the word that we have a decision to make. Do we believe him or not? If we believe him that he's the ultimate authority, then our choice is just believe him, not believe half him, half us. We believe all him and we step into him. A miracle cannot be manufactured by a human. Unless unless the human is the Christ who died for you and I and rose again from the dead and he's alive his word washes you his blood sprinkles you his salvation is is applicable to you and his empowerment is all over you he's here he's here he's here he's he 
see he's here in every continent under the sun. Mm. Mm. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. And, and so when the Lord shares his all with us, how many think we should explore his all? Amen. Allow him to lead us into that which is right and straight. Does that make sense? And, and true, the word of the living God is true. We explore that by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He inspires us and we we study to show ourselves approved unto God. Thank God that the approving enablement is given to us by the Lord who called us. He's generous. Today when I speak to you the word of God and you just say, ah, whatever, you're not doubting me. You're doubting the one that sent me. You say, well, we don't believe in that kind of Lord. Well, you don't make your Lord. If you make your Lord, you're a pagan. But our Lord makes us. He is, he is the potter. We, I'm going to stop till somebody shouts like that Samoan man. You want to sit down? Christian, you better come back. I have a word for you. Yeah, I got my eye on you. When we meditate on the word of God, when we pray from the heart to the Lord, when we draw near to him, when we spend alone time with him, does that make sense? Something happens in us. That's a fact. And God lifts us. And it's not something that just, okay, I'm going to lift you. You prayed now. Now come back and see me next month. Does that make sense? No, something happens. And that is a, an impartation from the Lord for our Christianity to be impactful. Isn't that right? Yes. What was your name again? See. What was your name? Dolly. Dolly? Wow, I would have missed that by a mile. I do. Amen. Isn't that right though? When we pray from the heart. 
to the Lord. He draws, he draws us and we draw near to him. He said, draw near to me and I will what? Well, that doesn't mean he wasn't near. He's, he's everywhere. What he's saying is if you acknowledge and move towards my superiority over whatever it is that's trying to distract you, I will make my presence a reality in your life. You'll sense and know and you'll be able to call upon a power you did not manufacture and, 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 and a, an activity that you did not generate. Amen? Because that word energio, energy in the Greek, is in the word of God. We didn't have it in English, so in, 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 in the King James, we didn't have energy till way later. But, you know, tw- 20, uh, 2,000 years ago, the Greek New Testament had the word energio. And we had to come to it and say the effectual working of his mighty power. Hallelujah. Or according to his mighty power which worketh mightily in me. You see how many words we had to put together to talk about the surge of God in your life. I feel that somebody here needs to start practicing for the great catching away. If I can remind you Can I talk to you a little bit? The Apostle Peter Did that feel good running around? Hallelujah. You've had this pain for months. For months. Her daughter put Bengay, put everything. She said she prayed, she prayed, she prayed, and then she said, my God, what in the, what in the world is this? No. And when you walked up, I knew, I knew the Lord did it. And you know the Lord did it, otherwise you wouldn't have taken off like, like an angel out of heaven. Say that again. No, I didn't know. I didn't. Thank you for saying that because people think we, you know. I was in the meeting. Listen, I was in the meeting in Richmond, Virginia. And um, the pastor had just built his new building. It, it, it seats a lot more than the old building. So we had about 35, 3,700 people, 3,700 people. And uh, we were in crusade. I had 18 people in the crusade team. Actually, we had to eject, and I didn't know anything about it. They ejected some people, called the, the law enforcement on them because they actually came from other churches putting in the, in the hands of people how God doesn't do miracles anymore and how this is the, the devil. It's amazing how people call themselves Christians and credit the devil with the works of God. 
But see, humanity on its own could be as stupid as it wants to. Thank God for Jesus. Somebody lift your hand and say, hey. You were at that meeting, Pastor Christie. And um, God was healing people, delivering people, miracles everywhere. And uh, one of the nights, we opened up the center aisle, and it was like a hundred. There was a lady there that was a military woman that had been deployed to Desert Storm. So you, you're talking about what? The 90s. The, the 90s. She was deployed in, to Desert Storm, and as a result, she was exposed to a chemical weapon that totally... Uh, messed up her lungs. She was in Richmond, Virginia on an appointment to wait for a new lung. It's good, so good to see you. You're going to have miracles this week. And so what, what happened is she was coming forward to testify. She had taken her oxygen mask off and she's among this, you know, 60 to 100 people in the middle that are just, just telling what the Lord did for them while the word of God was being preached. Now, I happen to be talking about physical today, but don't limit it to physical. I, I want the presence of the Lord to touch your lost loved ones, to deliver your addicted friends, to restore your, rest, your, 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 your marriage, your relationships. To heal your loved ones, to cancel your debts, hallelujah, and to move in the area of your job and open door and promotion and ministry and call, etc. Amen. But this this dear lady came up. She came up and she said, um, "I said, what happened to you?" She said, "While I was in my seat, I felt my chest." fill up and actually it filled up the side that had the totally damaged lung that I needed a lung replacement in filled up and I could breathe perfectly normal now all along I don't know that my my team members are actually taking people out the back and giving them to the cops because the people are giving people Note saying miracles are of the devil, this is not God. You know, I, I hate to face Jesus if I was you. Because they could rob someone of their miracle. Someone could desperately need a miracle. I mean, sometimes, you know, you could tolerate a headache. You shouldn't, but sometimes you can. So she came and said that, and then people are telling what what happened. So this was probably, you know, from the 90s till whenever that meeting was. Right? New lungs. Soldier. Soldier. New lungs. Breathing normal. And, um, And this young man, I don't know how in the world he got there. And, and the power is all over the place. There's about 3,500 people laughing in the spirit, falling on the ground, rolling around, and just the power of... The, somebody shout, the presence. the presence. 
Somebody says, I don't believe in laughter. <laughs> he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. Somebody said, I don't believe in weeping. Listen, every emotion God gave you can be touched by God. Only a dead church doesn't have some kind of a reaction. That's why we carry an awakening. Wake up, you need this. And you were there. I was very kind in an authoritative way. He's working off of my lapel mic. He came up and he said, and I said, yes, young man, what do you want? He said, this is fake. And um, I looked at him. I said, this is what? He said, this is fake. And he's going out on the speaker to everybody. And I'm thinking, yeah, we hired 3,500 people. To pull the wool over your eyes, but you're too smart. That's the first thought I had. Because, you know, I mean... Give me a break. My reputation is not on the line. I'm working with God. He might just go and fry you. Then I'll have the altar call to get everybody saved. I don't know. I'm working with the Lord. And so this is what I said. I said, this is fake. He said, yes. And I said, and you're an idiot. Did I not say that? Did not? I said, and you're an idiot. And, and <laughs> this, he went, like, like he's thinking, a preacher can't say I'm an idiot. <laughs> Would you like to say, find out what he said? Yeah. How many of you? Yeah. I said, this is fake. He said, yeah. I said, and you're an idiot. He said, why? I said, because you're listening to what stupid people are telling you instead of listening to the word of the living God. And I ran up on the altar. And I said, it's the same spirit that opened up the Red Sea and led the children of Israel to the other side. It's the same spirit that came upon Joshua that split the Jordan River. It's the same spirit that operated the life of Elijah and lit, took him to heaven. The same spirit that was on God and the same spirit that operated in the Lord today. I said, if you're here today and you want Jesus Christ as your Savior, or you need a miracle, run up here. And the altar was packed with about 350 people. Old people were throwing their canes, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues. If you can't get excited about that, you're not a Christian. I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know the reaction. (laughs) How many of us agree the devil doesn't know the future? 
and you know, uh, he doesn't know. I'm going to send that man to confront the doctor in front of the whole congregation so that their faith level will go down. Next thing you know, the devil's just watching. Pe- people getting filled with the Holy Ghost, throwing away their paraphernalia, their walkers, their kings, giving their life to the Lord, praying, praying the sinner's prayer, repenting to God. And you're not going to leave the way you came. This word will not leave you empty. This word, this word, the word will fill your home, fill your life, fill your being. With everything you need to be a witness for Christ. Amen. Locate, Pastor Christie, the book of Acts. Locate for me that, that um, few chapters before chapter 15, where Peter went up on the roof. I want the part where he, he gets hungry. Yes. Read that. Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry. Stop. What are you reading? What chapter, what verse? It is chapter 10, verse 10. Read it again. And he became very hungry. He went up on the roof to pray, and what happened? And he became very hungry. I believe that that was a spiritual a spiritual movement from God. You say, well, Doc, what does that have to do with anything? Well, we have to read the Word of God and look at it in context. Now, Peter, if anybody, Peter or Paul or those guys, don't you think? And I think that they knew how to uh, conduct their prayer life. Did they not pray always? Did they not uh, minister on the Word of God and prayer? So he goes up to the roof to pray. And suddenly he becomes very hungry. Now, what happens after that? It, it falls into a trance and God shows him food. Yes. Yep. Isn't that right, Danielle? Yes. But guess what God shows him? He shows him food that is unlawful for him previously to participate in. See, the Lord is showing him the Gentiles. He's hungry. When you get hungry for the call, don't try to define to God what you should act like when you step into answering his call. Let him define to you what you're called to be like. Glory be to God. See, some people, we can never, some of us can never step beyond the doctrine we've embraced, even if it's limiting. Peter was in a limiting doctrine. Christ had not revealed yet. Because to the Jew first. Christ had not revealed. Are you listening to me? And he goes up. He gets hungry. You get hungry. You want to eat. How many want to eat? Wave at me. And so the more, if you're accustomed to what you want to eat, you'll go to the underlined verses. (laughs) 
you, you'll just go, you, you'll start reading, you'll just, you'll skip over some things. But if you allow the Lord to lead you, he'll show you. And now we're, we're talking about the vision of Peter. It, it, it's an extreme vision because he falls into a trance. But everything in our life that is revelatory is extreme. Yes. Nothing is a little miracle. That's right. <laughs> when the Lord helps you, he helps you. Right. Isn't that right? Yes. You notice I'm bragging on the Lord. So if you don't like it, tough luck. He hungered. He went up to pray. He got hungry. He fell into a trance. And of course, you know, you think you fall into a trance, you'd see what? Lamb, fish. You'd, you'd see Hebrew, you'd see Jewish, you'd see, you know, kosher food. But he fell into a trance, hungry. And God brought down lobster and and shrimp and scaled fish and all of these animals that were under the law of Moses um, unclean and in the mind of the apostle Peter and all, it was a, the Gentile is unclean they didn't know the fullness of the covenant of God that he's going to make out of two one he's going to break the wall of partition he's going to raise up the fallen he's going to redeem the lost how many of us are glad he's the savior of the whole world if we will believe on him glory so what did the Lord say to him see we don't have to add words the Lord spoke to him and said what arise Peter Peter, kill and eat well isn't that a good reasonable thing alright make your food you're hungry eat and Peter said no said no no I've never eaten anything common or unclean And the Lord three times said the same thing to him. And he laid there under the power of God hungry. Thinking what does this mean? And I wanted to take us to this point because that's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me about in my prayer time today. The Lord said to him, uh, revealed to him of course he should not call anything common or unclean that he has cleansed. Actually, the original language said, do not contaminate what I have cleansed. Don't talk wrong about yourself even. If you're born of God, stop calling yourself a sinner. If you sin, confess your sin. But you're not a sinner. Amen. Just just because you might have, you know, whatever. Just because you, whatever. Trip doesn't mean you're on acid. Whatever. I needed an analogy, so I reached back into the 60s. Glory to God. 
Oh, go ahead and laugh. I love you. Laugh. It's good. A happy heart doeth good like medicine. Laugh, you're going to get healed. Laugh, you're going to get whole. Laugh, you're going to get free. And, and the Lord said to him, do not contaminate what I've cleansed. And then he told him, there are men at the gate. I want you to get up and go with them. What are the words? Nothing doubting. Say those two words. Nothing Say it again. Nothing Say it one more time. So then when he goes with them and he walks into the house of a Gentile, this is the first time ever, unlawful, unheard of, unprecedented. He walks into the house of Cornelius and he says, uh, now you know how it is unlawful for a man who is a Jew to walk into the house of one that is a Gentile. Do you see that? And you know the conversation. So then... And, 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 and the Gentile man was a good man. How many know he was a man that feared God? He, he was a giver. He, he prayed to God continually. And the angel came to him and said, Your prayers and alms ascended before God as a memorial. And I'm come for your words. Now there's a man named Simon that's over there. And, and he told him where he was at. By the, at Simon the Tanner's house. In Joppa, when you go, go call him, he'll come and show you words. Hit someone say words. words. He'll show you words that will lead you to salvation. How many are glad that God has entrusted the gospel to human beings? Yes. Even the angels refer. Refer. Amen. So the angel referred them uh, to... So Peter comes in and, and Cornelius says, look... And we're waiting for you. The house is full. All of my... You have your hands on ebony and ivory there? The, those are the keys. Let me hear it again. One more time. He's getting caught up in that word. And so this is, and we know this because Peter walked in and Peter said, now that word you know, that word you know, you heard about this, which began in in Galilee and throughout all Judea, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And and what what am I talking to you about tonight? Shout it. Shout it again. And it said, while Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell upon those that heard and they began to speak in other tongues. The pr- when you speak the word of God and people believe him. And he went nothing doubting. Because if he had doubted, he would have walked into the house of a Gentile feeling like he's wrong and he's in sin. 
and the words in his mouth wouldn't have packed the power. But he knew already nothing doubting from God means it's okay to go in there wholeheartedly and declare the gospel. Hallelujah. And so they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were baptized and, and so on and so forth. Now watch this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be with you. Always. Hallelujah. So in the 15th chapter, we see what, what the church and what the um, body of Christ in the first century had to deal with, and we, we call it the Council of Jerusalem. This is the first council that took place, and the trouble about it was the Apostle Paul, who had been launched from the church of Antioch, and um, to his missionary journeys, was making a lot of uh, Gentile converts. So he's reaching the Greek-speaking world. He's speaking people that are not Jewish by ethnicity. And he's preaching the word to them. How many understand? And they're accepting Christ. And they're receiving um, the, the power of God. Of course, they all know that Peter had already done that. He, he went back to Jerusalem. And we told him in Jerusalem, what are you doing? Word got back to us. James over here. The relative of God. You know? And you walked into the house of an uncircumcised Gentile and you ate with him. He said, look. You know, I was talking on the roof to God. I got real hungry. I would have eaten. But this is what happened. And the Lord taught me, and I, I walked, and he, he said, look, while I was talking, they, they, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us in the beginning. And so who was I to argue with God? So that was a precedent. Say precedent. So Paul is reaching these people and everywhere he goes you could see it in the Galatians you could see it in Romans you could see it everywhere everywhere he goes he's followed by people that just want to make it wrong for someone to feel right about their salvation they want to incorporate Moses and Jesus they want to prop up Jesus with Moses Now I won't, I won't won't mess with that. I just I just leave that alone. You know, you just you want to add to Jesus because you don't think he's enough. How saved are you? So then the apostle Paul was having trouble with whom we know to be Judaizers. That means people who believed in 
mixing the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus with the law of Moses in order to be truly saved. Does that make sense? And so that's why the Apostle Paul had to write and say, Oh foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Do you see what I mean? So remember when the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter rather, was preaching, they got filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't they? And what did he do right after that? Baptize them. Hit someone and say, baptize them. So what, what the Lord had revealed to us through the Apostle Paul was being buried with him in baptism and being raised to live in newness of life. This New Testament um, um, uh, ordinance of baptism into the body of Christ is the circumcision made without hands. It's God moving in your heart because you said, I believe, I identify with the death of Christ. I believe he died full. I believe he rose again from the dead. I'm buried with him in baptism. I'm raised to live in newness of life. And so this is the ordinance that notice that Peter did with Cornelius. But now Paul is getting called on the carpet to come to Jerusalem. And they have, look at, look at it with me in the 15th chapter. How many I am I have here? Yeah! See, you're loud when I, when I identify who you are. So don't be quiet. Are you in shock that, that you're, you're with me or something? Am I too close? <laughs> Hit someone and say, wake up, you need this. <laughs> so, so the presence, while he preached, the presence of God moved while he yet spake. Those are important inspired Bible words. Does that make sense? And, and so he, he baptized them and then he, he came back. Now um, the Pharisees, Sadducees, whatever other people, they're coming and they're, they're, they're saying, look, we have synagogues all over the earth, right? All over the earth. And this man... Saul of Tarsus previously known, Paul is just making it real easy for people. He's, he's telling them they're pagans, they need salvation, but Jesus is the Savior, he got, died for them, he rose again from the dead, believe in their heart, confess with their mouth, be immersed into his body. Does that make sense? And he's teaching them. How many of us are glad for the epistles that Paul left in the New Testament? We know exactly what Paul preached because we have two-thirds of the New Testament by Paul. So if we don't have Paul, we're in trouble. And so they, they brought Paul to uh, Springfield, Missouri. No, I'm sorry, to Jerusalem. Uh, it's, whew, I just had a lapse of a... 1950 years. But anyway, uh, so here we are. (laughs) 
you know, I have so many friends from different groups. You love me and I love you. You joke about those things more than I do. And how many believe that sometimes it's good to get called on the carpet? That was a really... That, that, that was like a pre-Reformation, like dark, dark age re- reaction. Let me ask the question again. If, if, if it's going to get resolved and there's going to be agreement, it's the right thing to do rather than walk off half-cocked and break up your call permanently. And so imagine the Apostle Paul could have said, you know, forget about you guys. I already met with Peter. I met with John. And I met with no other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And when they saw the grace that was upon me, and they knew that the grace that was upon me, they gave me the right hand of fellowship. And when they did, I I was ministering in Antioch, and the Holy Ghost said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul, for the work where until I I sent them, and I've been preaching all over the world. And it hasn't been easy. Everybody and their mother, and their mother-in-law, have been wanting to kill me. So I ain't got time to come talk to you all in spring, uh, in, in Jerusalem. But no, no, the church was one. You couldn't say, what kind of Christian are you? You could only be the right kind of Christian or somebody that needs to answer some questions. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, The presence. And so the Apostle Paul, of course, willingly, and we see now, we see at this particular time, uh, approximate writing of the, uh, and recording, inspired writing of the, of the books, uh, the Acts of the Apostles by Luke, the physician, but it's the Holy Spirit. So at this particular time, um, uh, we know there's the, the, the church in Jerusalem is recognized as the center. And the birth right after that in Phoenicia and Antioch and surrounding areas as the gospel was spreading, everyone got their uh, directions from the seat of the apostles. So in Jerusalem, there, were certain, there was a certain body of believers Does that make sense? That was a very strong thing. And this was right shortly after uh, Paul was released and um, and, um, had done several missionary journeys. So if we could abbreviate this. I'm going to start reading with verse 1 out of chapter 15. Is it okay to stay seated? 
We normally stand for the word, but that's okay. We're teaching. And, and uh, certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Now, how many of us know that that's not the truth? How many of us know that? And so, who were they saying that to? Obviously, to saved people. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small contention and disputation with them. So that there was a conflict. Amen? So somebody said, this is the devil. And somebody said, and you're an idiot. In different words, but you get the point, right? had no small disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders or presbyters about this question. So notice, now there's a disputation, there's a conflict, and there's two sides. And both sides are just as... influential because you here you are wherever you are you can be in Corinth you can be wherever and and you have the apostle Paul and Barnabas and they're teaching one thing and then you have other people they're teaching another thing and 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 you now you're a baby Christian you you're you're trying to wonder okay well are these people authoritatively sent to me by John and Peter and James and and the rest of the, the uh, congregation in Jerusalem. And maybe I'm not really saved. How many understand? So although Paul and Barnabas disputed with them. That, that means they argued with them. Of course around the word of God. And, 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 and the, 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 um, then, then these men had enough power. To demand. Okay you come to Jerusalem. And bring a team with you. And we'll take it before the apostles and the presbyters. Is that what we just read in your Bible? Wave at me if that's in your Bible. So the apostle Paul said, was willing. And being brought on their way by the church. They passed through Phoenicia Phoenicia and Samaria. Declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy. Unto the brethren. I won't elaborate on that. But how many, how many understand that the word had gotten to Phoenicia and Samaria. That, that the power of God, the Holy Spirit had the presence. Someone shout the presence. The presence. So they, they had heard that that happened in, in the ministry of, 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 of uh, Peter. 
And, and now, now when Paul came and, and, and Barnabas came and they declared to them the Gentiles are, are being added to ranks or numbers, they caused great joy. And then um, among the brethren. So then when they ha- were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done unto them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees. Which believed. Now how many understand they were believers? And they said. They arose saying that it was necessary or needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So how many of us understand then then you have to get into certain things that you weren't taught. Whatever whatever food you might eat, whatever uh, day you might worship at, how many understand that? So now what, what's going on here you, you have some people they're well meaning they, they believe in the Lord but they were raised up one way and they, can't, they won't let the Lord take them to another level they want everybody to come into their one way how many of us will honestly say Lord I want you to take me the right way upwards and onwards in you I don't want I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't want a cheap salvation. You paid it all. And there's nothing I can do to pay you back. And I don't want to live in sin or live in unrighteousness or live in unbelief. I want you to continue to work with me and help me. But I do not want to assimilate a ritualistic, dead human traditions in order to earn salvation you have supplied for me freely so here we are now the problem how many can see this the problem is not only in the Gentile world the problem is also in Jerusalem the problem is in Jerusalem so there, there, are, there is a group of influential ministry leaders. Because after the Lord rose, many of the priests became what? Obedient to the faith. Am I preaching good? Yeah. Let the world hear if I'm preaching good tonight. Yeah. And so that's that, 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 very influential people. But up until that time, it, it didn't reveal itself. It had to be dealt with. Because now the ministry of Paul was beginning to go up. Does that make sense? And great impact was being done in Asia Minor and in, 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 in North Africa and in Antioch and so on and so forth. Um, uh, also among... So, so while, the, while the Hebrews, while the Jews were getting saved, because most of them were were circumcised on the eighth day anyway. Well, Gentiles were getting saved. So now the numbers that are going like that created a question, and the question needed to be answered. And then these people rose up and said, no, 
No, they're not really saved. Unless they are baptized according to the law of Moses. That would probably necessitate a particular uh, involvement of a, uh, of a, cler- a clergy to go ahead and perform it according to the dictates of the law of Moses. So that means you accepted Christ, you believe in your heart, He's Lord, you, you forsake your sin, you confess with your mouth, He's risen from the dead, you have the presbytery, the great apostle Paul and Barnabas baptize you and take you out of the water and then you start speaking in tongues and you have the gifts of the Spirit and then people come and say, you know, they bring the knife. And then, then you, you, you don't have any legitimate writings yet. How many understand? You don't have the New Testament. You have the oral word of God. But you have to decide which teacher am I going to believe. And, and, and you can't any, meeny, miny, mow it, right? So thankfully that we brought it where? To the house. So we brought it to the house of God. So this is about probably 50 where's reverend at what year is it rev the council of Jerusalem son huh okay that's what I said 50 so this is 50 AD this is 20 years after the ascension of Christ and um Someone shout presence. And um, there, there, I'm going to read it again. There arose certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed. Saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So now, the entire law of Moses. And the apostles and the elders came together to consider this matter. I want everyone with the Bible to look at verse 6. Don't look at me. You look at verse 6. Tonight, if you're going to believe what you're going to believe and give Moses equal billing with Christ, you're not going to do it because you're doubting Doc. You're going to do it because you disbelieve the sacred scriptures. I don't think we have anybody here like that. You know, I worked, when I worked a secular job years ago um, in, a, in a marketing company. And how many believe that if you're born of God, you should do everything with excellence? Yes. Yeah, we had 300, 300 um, employees that, whose job were uh, competitors to me, in, in a way. And um, not one day out of the year... Was I beat by anybody? And I'll give you the secret. Whenever I felt a slump, I'd I'd go take a break, pray in the spirit, and come back. And the Lord would direct me on how to move. 
And so normally I thought nothing about it, but my boss was a very, very secular Jewish man, very nice man, well-to-do. And he knew about my Christianity, uh, but we never talked about it. And so one day I walked in his office and just sat down with a cup of coffee. Now this is water, but I sat down with a cup of coffee. It was about 11 in the morning. He's the president of the firm. He said, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean what am I doing here? I already finished for the day. He said, he said what do you mean? I said, well, you got all these people working out there. They're crawling. You can put 10 of them together to match what I did today. I'm going to take a break and have some coffee with you. He liked me, you know, and I liked him. But this is why I tell you the story. Mr. Gummins said to me, he said, well, you know, you guys have to go, um, you, have to, you, you have to go through, um, uh, we go straight to God, but you have to go through Jesus. I said, no, 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 you go through Moses, we go straight to God. He started laughing. He liked it. Probably hadn't been in the synagogue for like 15 years, you know, or anything. But so he wasn't one of these guys. These guys will slice you. Hey, I feel an anointing in this place. And um, the apostles came together in verse 6 to consider the matter. And when they had been much disputing. How many think this was a big thing? It needed to be solved, didn't it? Peter stood up and said unto them, men and brethren, you know. How that a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, Bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God? To put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
we shall be saved even as they made no difference between them and us purifying their hearts by faith but I the Lord just told me to take you there how many want to know why he said now you know how the Lord has chosen that by my mouth notice what brought the manifestation of the presence the mouth releasing the truth and the heart believing the truth the Lord that was there all the time manifested to fill those that believe with the empowerment necessary jump up to your feet and shout like you've never shouted in your life And so what happened is the body of Christ, collectively we got together, we said, okay, if you're, if you're a Jew, you, you, you want to be circumcised, that's fine. You want to worship on a particular day, that's fine. If you're a Gentile, that's fine. But there's nobody better than anybody else in Christ. It doesn't matter whether you're a Jew, a Gentile, a male or female, a bond, a, a Scythian, whatever. Are you listening to me? And, and we made that decision. I won't go farther. But how many of us are glad that we didn't have to qualify ourselves to God. But he chose us. He elected you. Lift your hands to heaven right where you're at. I pray that the presence of the Lord that is all over this earth would be made known to you in a powerful way. To heal your, heal your jaw. Open your ears. Restore that eardrum. Heal that, that thing that was damaged by brain damage. Move in your life. Restore your lungs. Heal your body. Heal your internal stomach lining. Deliver you from every weakness and every frailty. In your bones, in your marrow, in your muscles, in your tissue, in your sinew. Heal your memories and your disappointments. Lift you up to another level. Put your hands on your spirit and pray in your heavenly language if you have the heavenly language I'm going to pray in English that makes it makes it edificational heavenly father I thank you for your gracious love for us you so loved us you loved us so much you did not want us to be lost you're not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance and you gave your only begotten son you, 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 you sent the word and healed them and delivered us from all our destruction. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being incarnate, embodied, conceived, and becoming flesh and putting on the likeness of humanity, becoming fully human and remaining fully divine to show us life and supply to us the miraculous uh, that is necessary for us to continue as the new man. You, you, you are the last Adam. You are a life-giving spirit. And in you we live and move and have our being. And we thank you for the grace that you brought, Lord. And thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, we recognize you, Holy Spirit, as the presence of the Godhead in the earth, in our house, in our body, in our mind, will, and emotions, in our spirit, man in our business, in our endeavors. We yield to you and your direction and your holy uh, 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 inspiration to amplify the written word of God and make the reality 
of the inspired scriptures and experience for us. I pray for our global church body today. And I thank you, Master, that not one person, not one person will, will short circuit this anointing, this presence, this power that is with us. And I give you the honor and the praise and the glory for it. I, I want you to say this. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Every, word from the Lord today Every word from the Lord today is full of power. Nothing is impossible with God. And no word of God is void of power. This is the good news for me, for us, for our nation, for the body of Christ worldwide. I acknowledge the invisible. Through the eyes of faith, through the hearing of faith, I accept the activity, the, 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 the orchestration of the Lord my Savior. And uh, I acknowledge that the angels, are they not all ministering spirits? They're all ministering spirits. Sent forth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. Now I acknowledge that I may not at times see the angelic activity, but multitudes of the hosts of heaven, those that are with us, are more than those that are against us. We believe it that Jesus Christ the same. Today, as he was yesterday, right now, and forever, and therefore in him we live, and move and have our being, and victory is ours now. Lift your hands and shout like you never shouted. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.